Yay! I'm looking through photos. Memories. Goodness. Hey, welcome to the Movie Dummy Podcast, where dummies talk movies. I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. And we're still waiting on Matt, and there's not going to be any this week. Booyah. He's got stuff going on. He's a busy guy. But we will try to live up to the hype, as it were. Oh, boy. Did something fall across to my lap this week? Searching YouTube, seeing my, my feed... It was just such a glorious, glorious week. Mm-hmm. <sighs> In fact, I'll play some of it for you now, listener. Oh, great. Listener, hold your ears out there. She said she wanna fuck me with my uniform. Oh, she grabbed me by Sensor. the back. Now it's going, going, gone. I never finished sex because I'm so juiced. Out. But she nutted three times and we bashed in a bounce. I reside in Black Hawk in a big fucking house. My community is gated because I don't strike out. Got a room with a chair. Got a room with a house. Got a framed photograph of the time I met. Out. You know I'm not a hamburger, but they call me Big Mac. Mac. Got the one ton Jimmy and the itty bitty. That is my favorite line, line of the entire album. Oh, man. so It's so good, guys. I watched it. I had to watch it in sections, though. Because Joe's like, watch it, watch it. And he's driving. And I'm like, I can't watch something while someone else is driving. It kind of bothers me. But we should I probably s- say what that was. Oh, yeah. What is that? Um, It is... The Lonely Island has created a Netflix short, 30 minutes long. It's, it's what they called it at the beginning of it. It's like a uh, visual poem. Yes. <laughs> By The Lonely Island. <laughs> the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience about Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. And I'm um, Mark. Lots of Lonely Island and I'm Mark. favorites are coming back. Uh, Sia's sings on it again. And I'm Mark. Although Sia obviously doesn't show her face anywhere, so they had Sterling K. Brown in the video and I'm Mark. dancing in, in silk robes and kimonos. <laughs> so it's uh, it's fantastic. Yep, it's just fantastic, and I wanted to talk about it a bit today. Um, okay, because I love the Lonely Island. I think they're incredibly talented guys doing incredibly awesome things. So, I mean, whoa. There's something going on there. Are you okay? No. Oh, muted. Muted. Gotcha. Um, Sorry, anyways. guys. My, my, my phone switched to the Bluetooth speaker outside. <laughs> That's awesome. Interesting. So, they were hearing us talk? <laughs> I think so. Great. But I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't say something like, uh, let's see. Let's go to the bathroom and climax into that thin <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> At least I didn't put play something like that 
Or a man can touch another penis or even kiss one very lightly, and it still doesn't necessarily mean he's a homosexual. Or you know what would have been very confusing is if I played. Oh my gosh, it did it again. That's hilarious. I, oh. I'm not gonna it play it. it I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> I'm not gonna play anything. Okay. Especially this one. I love Kevin Bacon's big dong. That would be confusing for everyone out there. It sure would. No context, no nothing. I'm going to have to forget that device for now. Yeah, probably be a good idea. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Because I'm just going to keep hitting this button. I love Kevin Bacon's big dong. Until somebody else hears it. I love Kevin Bacon's big dong. (laughs) What Shade is getting at is the very first song of the uh, Lonely Island thing is Samberg going, I'm Jose. And I'm Mark. And then Keith goes, and I'm Mark. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's fantastic. It starts off strong and ends pretty strong. Um, I mean, there's a song called Focused as F-U-C-K. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the song, they're like, and what is the goal? To make dad love me. To make dad love me. To make dad love me. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I hit home run so I can make Dad love me. <laughs> and then there's another whole song about Daddy. Did you see me hit that home run? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Daddy issues. Then they have a song about bench pressing girls in bikinis. Um, that one's pretty good. It's it's good fun. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna watch it as soon as I get home. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Rosa from Brooklyn Nine Nine makes an appearance, as does <gasps> Maya Rudolph and a couple other people. I'm so excited. Yeah, I love Rosa. Is she Rosa or is she just? She's background um, dancing in a song where there, yeah. there are these girls at the IHOP that they <clears throat> flew to in a flying car. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're dancing and telling them to shake their nasty butts. He's like, I don't wanna. Hey there, nasty boys, shake those nasty butts. So they're like, all right. So they start shaking their butts, and it gets out of control. That is so funny. I yeah. can't wait to watch it. I can't highly recommend this enough. I don't, I don't know how to say that correctly. My brain's not working right, but it it's. <laughs> I love the Lonely Island so much. I think they're generally underrated they don't get enough attention for just how much fun they are and if you love stupid humor i think that they're the stupidest (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely i agree and you didn't even hear the whack album so you don't even know about yolo and stuff like that yeah no i i still i'm still dying about jack sparrow over here (laughs) oh wow (laughs) that was pretty pretty good i will i mean you don't know nothing about diaper money oh nope Okay, so oh, funny Turtle story. Like is one of my favorites. I'm on a boat. I, I still... I just sing that randomly. Three-way the golden rule? Funny, I have heard that one. Okay. Funny story. I was mentioning Lonely Island at work. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't believe you haven't heard of them. And I was like, here, I'll play you a song. And I tried to play Diaper Money. And like the one of the first or maybe fifth word, I don't know, is like a swear word. And I was like, ooh, I can't play that. And I tried yeah. another song. There's another song. I'm like, I am so sorry because this guy's a preacher. <laughs> right. Oh, no. He goes, maybe. You can play YOLO. Maybe this isn't an album for me. I was like, okay. YOLO is actually clean. I'll have to play that one for them. Yeah. So. Yeah, but tell them only listen to this song. <laughs> the rest you'll find highly offensive. Right. Oops. 
Oh yeah, I think the intro like, to is the intro to that one where they're talking about their dick getting melted like butter. Do we? Ha- oh, you know what? I don't have name more. I shall get it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it is fun. YOLO, by the way, does not mean you only live once. It means you ought to look out. <laughs> of course, it does. So there, it's a song about Adam Levine sings on it, and so does Kendrick Lamar. The and whack just singing album? about uh, you know. Stuff that uh, could happen to you in a day. You gotta look out for. Wearing sure. chastity belts and wearing titanium suits in case pianos fall on you and stuff like that. <laughs> well, sure, sure, sure. Oh, and, and never go in saunas because they're out. crawling with piranhas. <laughs> Tur- which one do I want? Two words about furniture. Turtleneck killing change. machines. They have three albums, huh? Four. Yeah. Four. Four. Oh man! I like Good Turtleneck old... and Chain. Snoop Dogg sings on it. I love Turtleneck and Chain so much. The beat like is so light, like a bowl. ghost, <laughs> like a ghost. The top songs <laughs> when I looked it up on Google Play is "I'm on a Boat" of featuring T Pain. I just had love sex it. with Akon. Yeah, featuring Akon. Uh, Jack Sparrow. Featuring okay, yeah, Michael Bolton. Finest Girl. Ooh. The Bin Laden song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. From Popstar. And Like a she Boss. She said to F me like a F Bin Laden. Or like the U.S. Here. Army F Bin Laden. I don't remember how it goes. Yeah. Like, the, U- like the Army X yeah. Bin Laden. She was a freaky kind of girl. Kept up on current events from all around the world. More specifically, one event. The time Osama Bin Laden got shot in the head. She said, do me like that. But I couldn't track the metaphor. That's it. I forgot it was slower. Yeah, I mean, uh, Popstar is a completely underrated movie. I didn't even know it existed. I have to watch it, I You've guess. never seen Popstar? What? I didn't know it existed. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to have yeah. to watch it. He plays a guy named Connor. What's his, his stupid name? Connor for real, but for. Oh, for, of course. Right, and, right. uh, oh, my gosh. Let's just play this. Oh, the very first song of the movie. Norgerary. I hate compliments. Put them in the mortuary. I'm so ordinary that it's truly quite extraordinary. <laughs> yes, that's how it starts off. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have to check it out. Is there a streaming service that I can find this on? Where Popstar is located. Let's check out our favorite web- website, justwatch.com slash US if you're in the US. 
and let's check out Popstar. I believe for the longest time it was on Amazon. It's on FX now. Ooh. Oh, wait, I might have FX. I mean, do you have regular cable? Um, yeah, but I have a, I have a package that may or may not contain everything. It probably has FX. Hmm. Never stop, never stopping. Yeah. Never stop, never stopping. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. Why not, right? Yeah, he was a former boy bander. Um, where they had a huge hit called The Donkey Roll. Mm-hmm. And, of course, his boy band was Keeve and uh, Yorma. And as Connor for real went big, and they left, he left the other two in the dust, pretty much. And it just goes on from there. It's, uh, it's, it's so funny. I mean, he, like, brags about how he'll sign anything because he's such a good person, and the guy shoves his dick in the window, and he signs some guy's <laughs> dick. What? <laughs> of course. Yes. Why wouldn't he? He's Connor for real, baby. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Check out everything Lonely Island. Get on a YouTube hole and maybe start with uh, like a boss and end with uh, the unofficial Bash Brothers. And uh, make sure make sure Jack Sparrow's in there for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's a highlight for sure. Maybe so, let's come up with an impromptu uh, top ten Lonely Island videos. Oh my goodness! Oh top. man, how about top five? Top, top five, okay. Hard. Top. Oh man. I mean, <sighs> do you want to just count Dick in a Box, Mother Lover, and the Golden was, Rule as Golden one? Rule, I was just thinking that we should count those all as one. The yeah. J JT trilogy. So wait, wait, yeah. wait. Did Lonely Island all start from the JT skit? Lonely that Island happened? was a thing. Yeah, I mean, they were a group, and they they did the digital shorts for SNL. Oh, good to know. Didn't know, but they did. But they kind of broke out when Dick in a Box happened, right? right. But they also did Shirani. Yeah, wish I could sort hmm. these by date. All right? Did you just look uh, up videos? Yeah, just their man, videos. I'm gonna have to say, man, I'm gonna have to say, like a boss. Like a boss and I'm a boat. I'm on a boat for like the same time, yeah. and they blew up. Yeah, and I like both of those videos. I like uh, I like the Jack Sparrow video when Michael Bolton kisses that freaking oh, wooden the, the wooden seagull. seagull. Oh my god! Oh, I died. I, I remember <laughs> the first time I ever watched it was in your living room, and I was just crying, laughing at it. by the. I could barely see the TV. I was crying so hard. Yeah. Um, and then the JT trilogy is in there, of course. Uh, the, the and then, as stupid as it sounds, I might have to do Threw It on the Ground. Oh. See, I'm going to take jizz in my pants over <laughs> Threw It on the Ground. <laughs> yeah. Although Shannon, you did just bring up a good one, the creep. Yeah, oh, the creep. That oh, one. The creep. I don't know. That one's up there for me. With Nicki Minaj. Uh huh. And John Waters. And John Waters mm-hmm. as the creep. When you're out in the street and you see <laughs> a fine girl do the creep. Uh huh. 
<sighs> when you want to make friends at the ATM, do the creep. <laughs> exactly. So Jack Sparrow. Oh my gosh. The mother lover JT trio. Well, of course. The creep. I'm on a boat. Yeah, I mean. Like a boss is pretty good for me because. Like a boss is just <laughs> it's way up there. Yeah. It's so it's so up there. Uh, Meet a giant honestly, fish. Yolo is way up there for me too. That's true. Yolo is way up there for me. Oh, it's great. Oh, you'll like it. That one's a good one. Yeah. Oh, let's just let's just say it like this. Go watch them all, and tell us what your favorites yeah. were. Diaper. What about diaper money? That one's. I got that fun. diaper money. That one's pretty I got funny that too. Money. I don't even know. I'm gonna have to listen to you know, that as soon as we finish this, just so I understand what diaper, diaper money, money is. Short enough, oh. I can play it. Oh, diaper okay. money is short enough, I can actually play it. You ready? It's one. It's minute fifty. So, listeners, bear with us as we're going on a super long Lonely Island tangent. Here's diaper money. Lonely Island. We've been in for a minute now. This some grown man shit. I got that diaper money. I got that diaper money, dude. I got that diaper money. I'm a grown ass man. I know I got that diaper money because my kids need the shit. So I stay on my hustle to keep my pocketbook thick. I got papers and papers and paste all for my baby's mistakes. Just so my confidence and drape. Took the shit off. I got that diaper money. I got that diaper money, dude. I got that diaper money. I'm a grown ass man. I got that wife pussy. I got that wife pussy. I got that wife pussy. I got that pussy on lock. I got that wife pussy on lock 24 7. Whenever she lets me, I'm insane pussy heavy. And the best part about it is no one else can have it. And also, I can't have it unless she says I can. See a girl on the street, man, I can't, so I won't. See my wife at home, man, I would. But she hates my guts. Wife pussy. I got that wife pussy. I got that wife pussy. I got that pussy on lock. I got that gray pie. I got that gray pie. I got that gray pie. It's right off the highway. Wobbledy wobbledy drop into my gray plot. You afraid of death? Well, I'm afraid not. Cause I got the bomb spot right off the highway. I did it my way. A very small percent of the time way. I got my coffin picked out. Styrofoam painted like wood tricked out. It's even got handles to lower me smooth. And my tombstone only has minimal typos. Gray plot. I got that gray plot. I got that gray plot. Right next to my dad. I got that diaper money. I got that white pussy. I got that gray plot. I'm a grown ass man. So that's oh my diaper gosh. money. The video uh-huh. is hilarious as well. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's some cameos in there. So enjoy that. I uh, can't wait to enjoy it. So I think we have a three way recommendation for Lonely Island. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to a Lonely Island concert in June. It's the first time they've ever toured. Oh, you need I'm to catch excited. up then for mm. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And meanwhile, all you Netflix subscribers, the unofficial Bash Brothers experience on Netflix about Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. For those of you not in the know, in the early 90s, these two men played for the Oakland Athletics and they were roided up proper. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, Super roided, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steroids. Can't get in the Hall of Fame type know. of roided, and uh, they were hitting homers. <laughs> oh, they were. They most certainly were. Wasn't it 
wasn't it like a huge thing when Mark McGuire broke the home run? That would be later on when he played for the St. Louis Cardinals and he was racing against Sammy Sosa. By then, he was super roided, as was Sammy Sosa. I mean, they were were having roids with their roids. Yeah, it was, uh, it's it's good Kevin fun. It, they, they're uh, they're taking some some jabs, and you know, it's lonely island as you can get. That's all I'm going to say. So enjoy. Uh, what else we got this week? What'd you watch, Shannon, over there? Well, I ended up finishing Sabrina the Teenage Witch Ooh. season two. I am, I don't know. It, at first, it was kind of slow, kind of getting through and. Trying to get back into it, but it really finished. He doesn't seem like a very bright guy. Pretty strong, and I'm excited. I really hope there's another season coming uh, for the twists and turns that it has. So, gotcha. Yeah. So that Angela, you, are you still do you watching think it? Season two is better than season one. I hmm. hold on. I was just thinking. I don't remember if I finished it or not. Season one. I know I finished season one. I don't. I don't remember if I watched all season two. So season I one, I stopped watching it. So I feel like I must have. I must have finished it, but I don't. I don't remember. Gotcha. Hmm. So I like season one is kind of about Sabrina and her walk towards being a witch, half witch, half mortal. But season two is a little bit more dark, very dark, and it's more of. Uh, Satan coming to Earth, so to speak. Ooh. Uh, and I kind of like the... It's really dark. It kind of has a supernatural like feel for me that I'll continue watching it. And I, so, yeah, I really enjoy it. I'm looking forward to the third season as I move on. And I uh, tried to binge watch as much as I could, but they are longer episodes because they're 40 to 50 minutes long. So. Yeah. It, it takes a while to get yeah. through it. So, yeah, that's the most horror I'll ever have in my life, which I'm good with. <laughs> uh huh. But I also watched this week uh, in my classroom. We had movie day. We well, I got to watch parts of a movie. So I came home, and finished it. Interstellar, such a oh yeah, I finished that with you. Awesome movie. You know, trying to. I think Aaron has belabored it beyond uh, to a certain extent, right? Like, mm-hmm. but. I guess it just can't be said enough. That movie's amazing. And I wish I had a commentary. I don't know. Nolan just doesn't do commentaries. You know? Mm. Dickhead. It'd be worth it. The music alone is worth it. I didn't even need the words. So you could just turn it on and fall asleep. But I wanted to watch it. I was like, okay, I got to this part. I want to finish this movie. (laughs) So I came home to watch it. We also started in the classroom uh, the day after tomorrow, and nah, I don't have to finish that one if I don't want to. <laughs> it's still one of those okay movies for me, but I probably won't end up watching it. Uh, well, maybe another time. There's a 17 minute YouTube video about Christopher, Christopher Nolan talking about Interstellar's story. Oh. Okay, I don't want to watch oh, it right now. It's Memento. Never mind. <laughs> nice. That doesn't help anybody, you dummy. Didn't we watch something the other day? Oh, we did. Well, I watched something the other day while you played on your phone. Whatever. Yeah, I watched this movie on Netflix called Rim of the World. Oh, yeah, I watched parts of it. It was delightful. About these kids, right? It's an Netflix? 80s throwback 
to these kids riding their bikes and swearing, but it takes place today. Okay. So even they, they start off at a summer camp, just like in the 80s movies, and the camp counselors are like, there's even a guy going, you know, I don't even know why I'm talking like this. This is how black dudes talked in the 80s, but here I am. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it is so overtly, uh, you know, just nodding towards the audience that I enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's funny. It was stupid. I check it out. It had kid actors who weren't the worst thing in the world. I enjoyed it. So, and I'm sorry, what was it called again? Rim of the World. Rim of the World, that's right, because it reminded me of a rim job. Yep, who wouldn't think of that? Right. I, I mean, how do you not? Bartholi. You know? I don't know. <laughs> it didn't catch my how attention enough know? to actually watch. I enjoy that type of stuff, though. Probably because I didn't start the movie with you. So. Probably because you didn't just ride your bikes around with your friends in the 80s you had to always yes, go I somewhere i rode my bike all the time what are you talking about not with friends just for fun you like had to ride your bike because you had to go to school okay <laughs> you are telling too much information about my personal life okay that i am not comfortable with you had open a possum so <laughs> there's something else that i watched this well week. what angela watch yeah what did you watch um, I was actually watching season 14 of Supernatural. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix, so I've been binging that. We're only I'm, like four I'm episodes in. Okay, I'm, I'm farther than that. I'm, I'm still, I'm not all the way through yet, but it's, uh, I like it. I know, I know you have a problem, Joe, with the tone, the tonal shift of the show just in general, but... I, I uh, the total really shift is it. fine. I don't like the quality dip. I, see, I don't. I don't see a quality dip. I, I uh, think it's. It I still cheap. think it's really good. Like no, like know. the way it looks. Like the sets look cheaper. The film stock seems cheaper. Everything seems cheaper. Like they. Like it. I don't know. I can't explain it. It just. If you look at seasons one through thirteen, they're just more cinematic, and this looks like a TV show. Mm. Like a I don't know. I, I, I'm still. I, I don't. I don't notice it personally. Okay. I just. I just enjoy it for the story and. The I'll eventually ignore it and keep going because there's only this one in a season. One more season, so. Yeah, season fifteen is the end of it. And there's always those episodes in between that you have to get through, Joe. But it, when you have those in between episodes. There's always a really good one kind of like poking. Oh, I'm not worried about that. In I just, between. Like, I think the show is still the same quality for the most part. It's just, it looks like crap. Hmm. Which is something that it never has. It's always looked very good. We just need to take the plunge yeah. and watch it, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I, uh, the overarching plot is interesting. For, for me, I I, yeah. I don't know how it, I don't know how they're gonna, how they're gonna fix it. You know, I'm, I think I have like three or four episodes left, and I I don't I don't I mean obviously by the end of the season they're gonna fix it, but I don't well, know. Padalecki's come out to say the only way the show ends is if they die <laughs> and like really die. Well, that's how yeah, he wants it to. So maybe finally like well, uh, a... they die. Yeah, I mean. It's it's set up that 
I mean, obviously he didn't, but they're setting it up that Dean might not make it through this season, which I'm pretty sure he's in season 15, so he probably did, but but they, I, I don't know if maybe they didn't know whether or not they would get a season 15, so they set it up for it, or... Gotcha. I think what, that show gets what it wants. Mm-hmm. I think so too. It's 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 the only show on the CW that existed on the WB. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and speaking of TV it, shows, oh okay. Game of Thrones ended. Oh yeah. And <laughs> our other two oh, Game yeah. of Thrones people aren't here. I know Angela yeah, doesn't watch Game that. of Thrones. Did you watch the last episode? No, I was going to, and then I didn't. I, I just didn't really have me. Here's, here's what happened. They wrapped up all the loose ends without wrapping up any loose ends. <laughs> <laughs> and people are I know pretty angry. A giant peti- yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of petitions on change.org to try to get them to like redo the whole series or something. <laughs> like Ridiculous. It, see, it's a lot like Lost in that way, that there's all these threads going... And they only tied up none of them, but they tied up all of them. It was, yeah, like a sense? happy... They, the loss did the same thing. They didn't actually answer any questions. They just went, it's over. Yeah, it's kind of like they the dumped it. Right. It's like you you need to forget you're watching a... See, the way that George R. R. Martin approached this is as if, as if he's writing like Greek mythology, where he's creating a history and he's writing it down for you as if he's some sort of omniscient observer, right? Meanwhile, like, D.B. Weiss and Benioff, they're just, like, ending a TV show. So it leaves a very... I don't know, bad taste in your mouth? It's just, it's like, it's like uh, you're eating something and it's just really not what you wanted to eat. You're like, that didn't satisfy me. Mm, I, you know what I mean? I think it just made... I mean, it's, it seems like a poor choice for, you know, such a long-running show that had so many avid followers, you know? It would need another 10 episodes to end it correctly, I think. And you'd have to end it in stages, like... But they wanted to go for, like, a... This, this medium that they're bound by, television... They're bound by like it all like ending all at once, you know. Right. Like that's that's the rules they thought they had to play by. But I don't think that they realize they don't have to play by anybody's freaking rules. Everybody's going to watch the show, right? And they could have done yeah. it in a more, you know, they could have had a goodbye episode for character A and then a goodbye episode for character B, and they could have staggered it out over the course of an entire season. They didn't have to just yeah, they could have dump it all all at once and it could have actually you could have tied up all the the ends i mean there's some some obvious things they left out like uh why did it matter that john snow was a targaryen it didn't end up having to do with anything except it was like maybe part of the reason why daenerys went insane other than that it really daenerys didn't do anything yeah The fact that Arya as an assassin never came back. Um, Bran being the third Three-Eyed Raven never really played much of a part in anything. It it was just... You know, it needs more. Yeah. 
at the at the end of the day, it's fine. You know, and somebody <laughs> says, you know, I'm fine. And you're like, you're not fine. Right. But, like, I get it. You're not fine. Well, of course, everyone wanted more from it. And, yeah, they could have done it in so many different ways. But, you know, you got to just be happy with what you got. And I like the fact that it ended on a note that no one really thought that it would end by. Like, there's this character that you never would have thought would have been anything in Game of Thrones. And (laughs) they just gave it to him. Um, And it really kind of took everyone like, what? Like, that's happening? Um, the little finger. No, little, it was little finger. Bran. Been dead a long time. The three-eyed oh. raven. So Bran the broken. Oh, really? Yeah. So huh. they, they make him he king. Never in the fight. Right, because he's the he's three-eyed paralyzed. raven. He's paralyzed. <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. And of course, that's not even on your mind. You're thinking, oh, Arya, oh, Jamie, oh, John, you know, oh, Daenerys, and Bron, Bron, Bran. So. But I like. Well, it seems pretty dumb. I like that at the end there was a little bit of like humor. You know, they're sitting at the king's table and a. F- yeah, and it, you know, this is like the fifth time Tyrion's tried to bring up his joke. <laughs> I once walked into a whorehouse with a mule and a honeycomb, which is a joke. I don't know if you've ever heard the joke. No. A midget walks into a whorehouse or a bar or anything, right? That's how the. The joke goes with a mule mm-hmm. and a honeycomb. I said, why are you carrying mm-hmm. a mule and a honeycomb? And the guy says, well, first my wife found herself a magic lamp and a genie came out and gave her three wishes. And her first wish was she'd have the finest ass in all the world. And so she mm-hmm. gave her this donkey. It's like, oh, well, that didn't really work out. So then she asked for a home fit for a queen and then gave her this honeycomb. Since neither of those wishes worked out, she went for something more attainable, and she said, I want my husband to have a dick that hangs all the way down to his knee. <laughs> goes, well, what's wrong with that? That sounds great. And he goes, sounds great. I used to be 6'3". <laughs> and he's obviously a midget now. Mm-hmm. But he's been trying to tell that joke for, I don't know, eight seasons? He brings it up in season one. Right. So, yes, it could have been different. To me, it didn't bother me. I wish the season was longer. There was so much more to tell. You know, people, they're getting a a bad rap for it's, oh, it's crappy writing. It's just, we're talking about a, this is costing them $10 million an episode to make this show. I mean, at what point does HBO go, okay, you can have unlimited money? It's it's not like they can sell advertising. Right. It's subscriber based. So, and everybody's stealing HBO Go for real. I mean, to be fair, though, it did hit the season finale had 19 million viewers like at the, you know, that tuned in at, what is that? at the correct time. What does that actually, you know, translate to in dollar amount? Does that translate no to idea, $10 million? I have no idea, but it's. 19 million. I mean, it's still a substantial amount in this day and age. I mean,. True. MASH, the season finale of MASH had like 78 million viewers or something like that, but you know, that was in a in a time where there were three channels and that was it. So that week, essentially 
allegedly, if there's 19 individual subscribers watching that finale, that's about sixty-seven thousand or sixty-seven million dollars in revenue for that week. Yeah. But that's not the only show they have on either. Right, and, and that's not even, and that's that's not including people who watched it later, watched it on HBO Now, watched Operation it, you know. Cost and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's yeah. it's tough to say, and it's tough to quantify, but. It, you have to give HBO some props for trying, you know, like, yeah, I mean, just, just undertaking such a complex story like game of Thrones, just trying, just tackling, tackling that and creating a cinematically beautiful, captivating show. Right. I mean, that whatever they did at the end doesn't negate the eight years that they, have been the top, the main topic of every water cooler discussion for the last eight years, you know? Right, and they've increased in quality every single season. It's just that we're now talking about a guy who spent thousands, I mean, how long are them books, especially when we get to book mm-hmm. five? It's like 2,700 pages they're, or something. It's like yeah, insane. Thick. And he's talking about books uh, six and seven. Is that right? The last two books, or there's yeah. three, three more books. I have no idea. He's talking about their nine thousand pa- manuscript pages. What? Yeah, that's yeah. what that was his quote is. He he said it's going to be somewhere around nine thousand manuscript pages. I don't know what that translates to. To actual book pages. I have no idea, but I feel like manuscript pages. Like if there's ten manuscript pages, that's going to be, you know. 30 in a paperback you yeah know? maybe maybe 20 if we're being generous right so we're talking about eighteen thousand book pages right. <laughs> wow spread over three books spread so. over three books it's six thousand pages, pages per book that's insane you're, you're talking about tomes now you're not talking about books <laughs> <laughs> right these are leather bound and they <laughs> smell of rich I, mahogany I, I, <laughs> <laughs> It's, no, oh my it's no longer your standard fare. Right. I mean, it's almost like he's trying to win a world world record or something. For well, I watched a, I read a pretty series. long string of this guy who's breaking book down the difference between the writing. And he says he writes like a he writes spontaneously. He doesn't have an, a, a plan in mind when he's writing. So he goes wherever the characters take him, which makes the characters feel alive. It makes them feel real. And spontaneous and like they're actually living and he said the problem with the show over the last two years is they had an end goal they knew what that last episode was going to be and then they had to make all the pieces fit and that's why it feels so tonally different Ugh. but that's what you have to do with the medium so i mean like we've talked about this I mean, especially to no end. when they run especially when they ran out of source material well yeah they're creating now mm-hmm. and he gets to he gets the luxury of eighteen thousand pages to tell a story that HBO gave the creators 16 episodes to tell. Right. You know, so I mean, there is, there's a lot to think about and a lot to consider. But if you don't like it, don't like it. You don't have to watch it anymore. But I mean, we're talking about different mediums. And we've talked about this, Angela, to quite, to quite an extent. Like, is Harry Potter a bad um, a- adaptation? And I don't think so, because I think you have to lose a lot of that dead weight from a book. I just don't think, I I don't think that what they cut was deadly. 
That's my problem. Well, it's screen time that, that they didn't have. I know. So it's dead weight. I I just I don't think that perhaps movies were the correct medium for an adaptation. I I think I think it, an episodic adventure and is you know what? more. In a few years, they'll probably do that. And and I hope they do. And and it'll be it'll probably be much more what I would have liked to see. But all that being said, I, you know, I don't, I can look at the movies as separate, you know, they're, they're just separate and other, they're outside and other, and right. outside and other, they are, they're fine works of film. I like them, especially, with them. especially once we get past the Chris Columbus ones, I start really liking them. Right. Prisoner right. of Azkaban forward. They're quite good. And there's yeah, some stuff that's in the movies movie. that's not in the book that I really enjoy. Like um, at the very end when when uh, Harry grabs him and he goes, what's he say to him? Are you spoiling the books for me? No, at the very end of the movie when he grabs Voldemort and he's like, let's go, Tom. Oh, and he falls and off the roof? Shoot off and, and they shoot off somewhere. Yeah, that doesn't happen. It but, doesn't happen in the books, but I really well, like that. The I'm fact trying that to read the books. Tom. You're trying to. Never mind. Oh, he, he calls him Tom. He just doesn't. That just doesn't. I get the it. The ending, the ending of Deathly Hallows, was a much more cinematic ending than what exists in the books. Right. The book. If is... they had shot what was in the book, it would have been rather boring to look at. Right. I really enjoyed. So you know. So I get it. Um. But that being said, I do enjoy the book version of it more sure but yeah i mean i i'll always love ready player one the book way more than the movie but the movie is so wildly different from the book that it like to me it has to exist on a separate plane of like existence it like the characters are there but it's everything else is different (laughs) almost like uh bones that's how bones is sure i I like the fact that i can read a book and find little like breadcrumbs of good things that kind of enhance a movie if I haven't seen or read vice versa. So I like the fact that sometimes it's not a completely true adaptation. And I, if going back to game of Thrones, if game of Thrones is not a true adaptation of the books, it's worth going back to read. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm reading the Harry Potter series because of all the good little breadcrumbs that I'm reading. Yeah. yeah. Right? So. Yeah, I definitely recommend I mean, if you like if you like the movies, absolutely read the books um because you know, you're going to get pretty much everything that's in there, but then you're also getting so much more. Right. Exactly. So. And there there and to the the movie's credit, there are very few things that are blatantly wrong, you know. And the things that are wrong are, you know, for cinematic purposes. Yeah, like Voldemort doesn't, right? Like Voldemort doesn't feel it when his Horcruxes are are harmed, but in the movie, he's all like ah, screaming in pain. When oh, it makes there. more sense to me that he would feel it. No, because they've been detached from him for so long that he, they 
they exist separately from him. Yeah, I suppose, but like, there's soul. Yeah. But he didn't know that there was a piece of it in Harry. He did not. Right. So. So. Voldemort was inside him. So, did you watch anything else, Joe? I did. Not to. What else did you watch? I watched a fantastic movie called Us. Us, Jordan Peele's sophomore movie. Mm-mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. what is it about? Didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh. A family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorize them. That is what the log line is for the movie. So there's a family. It's uh Lupita Nyong'o who was in Black Panther as was Winston Duke. Um, Winston Duke was Mbaku, the big gorilla dude in Black Panther. Do you know who I'm talking about? Huh? Yeah. Mbaku. Oh, like okay. The leader of the gorilla uh, tribe. Got yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nupita Nyong'o was uh, what's her name? Nakia, the queen, the the chick who Black Panther's into. Oh wow. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, they're family. They have two kids, a boy and a girl, and they're sitting there on vacation. And uh, their doppelgangers show up. They're, like, exact copies of them, but, like, dirtier. And they're dressed in red jumpsuits, and they have scissors, and they're trying to kill them. Now, where, where these doppelgangers come from and their purpose is revealed to you throughout the movie. Um, there's a twist at the end, which is fun. But, like, there's so many ridiculous things. Jordan Peele's an insane man. He's like... <laughs> I mean, you can tell that just by watching Key and Peele. But he, the reason why Key and Peele worked <laughs> is because they're also brilliant, those Not two guys. Not Keanu. And Jordan is also brilliant. Oh, yeah, for sure. In this medium, this it's not quite horror, but it's beyond a thriller medium where he is found his, like, sweet spot. Um, Get Out was amazing, and it existed in that sweet spot because it wasn't horror but it wasn't just like a regular thriller it's in there in between because there's elements of horror in here for sure but then there's just like some crazy shit that you're just like what (laughs) like hands across (laughs) america hands across america is a huge plot point in this movie how could hands across america pay any kind of part i'm not gonna say another word because i just want you to watch it i think everybody should watch watch this movie um, again, I he's still gonna play... need to watch Get Out, though. Yeah, watch Get Out. He plays with race in a, in a very interesting way, too, because obviously, as a mixed-race man, he has certain feelings about it. And he gets right. to use this, his medium, as his voice. And there are some interesting things to say that he does say. And, uh, yeah. Um, it's He's just brilliant. Everybody's mm-hmm. performances are great. Lupita Nyong'o, if she doesn't get nominated for an Academy Award for this... It'll be a shame. Okay, it looks creepy from here. I'm never it's watching. It's creepy. It. Nope. But it's not scary like that. It's it's more like uh, tension building and WTF. Okay. That's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna say it. It. The dude's a genius. Okay. And there's comedy in there. There is. Yeah. So can you do me a favor because I've seen Keanu. And that's more of a funny action. Yeah, that's action. hilarious. Yeah. How is that compared to us? Because is 
there's us? not that much comedy in here. <laughs> so it's more horror. It yeah, it's between a horror and a thriller. It's not like it's it's supernatural or science fiction in a certain way. Just like Get Out is. Get Out is a lot of the horror resides in in something that cannot happen. Much like Jason or Freddy, right? Mm-hmm. These are things that don't do not exist. They're either supernatural or it's sci-fi beyond anything we can do. So to me, that automatically detaches me from it, enables me to watch the movie and go, okay, this is just interesting. It's not something that actually frightens me. So I have absolutely zero gauge as to whether or not this movie's scary. I can tell you that the filmmaker himself is trying to frighten you. Okay. Does that make sense? I'll, yeah. I'll watch. I'll watch it, and I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. I have a better. I, I have a better barometer when it comes to horror. I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big horror fan, really. I. I mean, I'll watch it sometimes. But. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's I, just, I just, I just don't really. It's not. It's just not something I'm interested in. I don't want to yeah. be scared. This is that, filmmaking you know, beyond horror, though. Like to me, like a horror right. movie. So. Uh, you exist within these four walls and you have fun with it. This exists outside of those walls. Right. So I'll I'll watch it and I'll I'll let Shannon know whether or not she should okay. watch it. Or whether or not you'd be frightened. I have the hardest time watching horror because I'm not quite sh- there's a line for me between the you know, like the jump scare and the scare me like I'm gonna constantly keep thinking about it. There's no jump scares. Right. You know what I mean? With horror and Joe yeah, like, to Joe, like, oh my gosh, a jump horror. scare is, is fine. It's like you know, it, right? It's like oh, something loud happened and I jumped and oh, okay, that's over now. But something that's a lot, a lot of horror, it just gets under your skin almost. It, it just, this one will get under your skin. I thought I'm still thinking about it, and you'll think about it for right, a but while. Are, but, but are I'm, you afraid to go to the bathroom? No, there's nothing like, like right. there's nothing frightening about it because it can't happen in real life. The thing that I'm thinking about is, why? Why? Like the why? Like, okay, why? Why did all this? Why did this happen? Because they don't really explain it. It's set up for a sequel for sure. On like Get Out. Um, so I hope he does make a sequel to this. Mm. Because it's very interesting what he does. I bet you he's just gonna leave us hanging forever because that's just fun. And he'll go on and do the next thing, which is good. He gets to shed it. He gets to go on and do the next thing. He gets to be clean of it, um, which is fine. But, like, uh, just watch it. Just okay. watch it. It's brilliant. Okay. And this will be the second time he's made a movie that's going to be nominated for an Academy Award. I guarantee it. Well, good for him. Yeah. He's an extremely talented writer. So, yeah. He deserves it. And he's making money. His movies are making money, mm-hmm. which is good. Because yeah, I don't know if it's based on his popularity as a comedy person, but I mean, for his sophomore effort, usually you're going to get that sophomore slump. This one did just as well as Get Out. So, well, if that's the case, I want a good drama movie from him. Like, not there's. I don't want no I mean, comedy. Might... You know what I mean? I want okay. a true like drama. Take me deep into something real. See, he's sending out social messages through these. So, movies. Mean, yeah, I mean it's kind of like uh, you know, how James Cameron is really bad at it and Avatar <laughs> is just dances with wolves again. 
he's he's very <laughs> good at it. Adam. Where if you don't care about the social message he's trying to tell you, you're going to be thoroughly entertained. It really doesn't matter. Gotcha. But if you if you also like to look at his motivations behind why he chose this and why he did that, then you can enjoy that as well. You know, there exists on both those planes. Like to me, Avatar is so ham fisted that it's like unenjoyable. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. I suggest for like sausage party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not this movie's not that gory. It's not like Bone Tomahawk or some of those other movies I've made you watch. Gotcha. Or it's I not it's not it nearly as gory Bone as John Wick Three. Was brutal. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> they're having fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just like a kind of quickly wrap up recommendations. Did you have anything else, Angela? Uh, no, I'm, I got, I'm going to have some stuff for next week though. I've, already, I've got my list. So yeah, we're probably going to have a summer of fun here too. Once uh, we're out of work. Well, I'm just thinking yeah. of shows that we watched. Like we continued watching Chernobyl and it's still kicking, butt. I would say the show hands down, it is something that just is totally insightful, makes you wonder like everything that I'm doing now, I'm looking up nuclear power plants. I'm trying to figure out everything that's linked to this because I'm curious. If you haven't started it, you, you're you only three episodes in. It's worth getting into. Um, we've also I watched... Like historic, I don't like historic stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe I've just heard, watching I've the first one. Things, what did you just say? I was totally spaced out. Chernobyl. Oh, like... Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Every episode gets me like. To me, this isn't historic because uh, there's a very good possibility you know nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a very good possibility. What we you, know, you know absolutely nothing about what what's going to happen oh, I, in the show. I, I know nothing about it. No, I just, I just, I don't, I don't like history. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's not to me. It's not history. It's, it's fascinating because you know you know the specter of the radioactive material you know that it exists and you watch all these people interacting with this stuff in a way that they don't understand and it's almost like a horror movie in that way Hmm. yeah where they're they're constantly gonna go hey guys i'm gonna go check out that noise over there just hang out right here constantly right right Right. And you're just wincing the whole time going, oh, stop touching him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you want to get into a show, it's not too late. Three episodes in is not that far. And watching it each week, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to do next? Yeah, like, it's... And you never, like, I, we we're like, oh, yeah, this is where it ended. But then when the episode's over, they totally went a different direction. And you're like, wow, like... It just keeps you going. So I've talked with people at work that I've never talked to because they're like, are you watching Chernobyl? Like, because I'm a science teacher. I just watch the show, you know? (laughs) And, you know, like radiation sickness will make you die, but you don't realize that it basically melts you from the inside out till everything's goo. Talk about horror. Yeah. Yeah. And then another good show that Joe and I have been keeping up with is Cloak and Dagger. Oh, yeah. Oh, really good. Um, I'm really happy with this adaptation, and as it keeps moving, so. Too bad they just mentioned Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now defunct uh, superhero show. 
Oh, well. Bummer. But, you know, whatever. Um, one thing I'm going to recommend, because season two is going to be coming out very soon, is Big Little Lies. If you haven't watched season one of that, um, do yourself a, a favor and watch it. It's very, very good. Season two is going to add Meryl Streep, so they're really not resting on their laurels. Is that <laughs> HBO? HBO as well, yes. Okay. Nicole Kidman won an Emmy, I believe, for her performance in season one, and she deserved it. Ooh. Um, she's hit or miss for me a lot of the time, but holy crap, was she good. Oh my gosh, was she good. So, okay. check that out. Check it out. <laughs> check it out, man. Uh, I just want to talk about some quick news. Our, uh, our One of our favorites from the year is doing well. Which one? Avengers Endgame. Ooh, how well? Um, it passed Avatar on the all-time domestic gross Woo! list. Woohoo! So Avatar sitting at seven sixty. Um, Endgame is now at seven ninety eight. So it's now second all-time. Of course, The Force Awakens is going to be a hard one to beat because that's at n- almost a billion dollars domestic. But I think Endgame can definitely do the all-time worldwide. They're only a hundred million away. Still there, Angela? Uh, that's yeah. I'm here. Okay. I'm sorry. That's crazy. I think it's doable. I hope so, man. After that, though, it'll be hard to beat. Yeah, two point six seven billion. They're sitting there right now. They got to get to two point <clears> seven eight. So we're. It's not. It's not impossible. How much more? To think that, you know, The Force Awakens, what it did, it made $2 billion, almost a billion of it at home. That's unreal. Wow. That means people saw it over and over again. absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, One of the other podcasts I listened to, one of the co-hosts saw it in theaters five times in the first week. I wish... There is something to say about that. It's not overly long. It is super fun to watch. It's digestible. Um, there's something Endgame I mean, isn't. Endgame is very long. It's mm-hmm. super bleak <laughs> at points. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's not like fun romp. You know what I mean? No, it's not. But people are but still seeing it multiple times. So, Right. Like, I don't watch... Uh, Infinity War unless I'm prepared to cry. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. It... I mean, I'll watch I'll watch, you know, Winter Soldier over and over and over again. I'll watch uh, Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange over and over and over again. Guardians. Ragnarok. Guardians. Oh, Ragnarok. I love Ragnarok. But Infinity War, I just I can't unless I unless I know I need a good cry. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. It's just mm. you know the mm. Last Jedi is that way too. It's it's a little harder to watch because there's so much going on. That's true. And I cried watching that movie too. I'm good. I don't I don't need to always cry. No. You know I'll no. be happy when Captain Marvel it gets released on, at home video so that I can watch that because that one's digestible as well. It's fun. It's funny. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch that again. I'm so excited. My kids are uh, really excited to see it, too, because they haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm with them. So, any other news out there? Um, I was really looking for some. 
because I Andy Weir, the guy who wrote The Martian, he wrote a second book called Artemis. Ooh, and which Artemis, I've listened to. Artemis is a great book if you haven't read it. It's about um, if, um, if you really want to treat get the audiobooks, it's read by Rosario Dawson, which I've listened to and I highly recommend it. And she plays it perfect. It's a female protagonist named Jazz. And she lives on the moon in a moon base. And there's there a little is, story. Yeah. There's adventures that go on. Let's just say that. Uh, but there was they're, news. They said that it's going to be turned into a movie. And then uh, there's hasn't been news for a while. So I was really looking to see if I could find something else. But the person who wrote Captain Marvel is going to be writing that movie. So that's good. Ooh. And it looks like it's going to be a Lord and Miller production. The guy who's seen ah, you know, Lego movie? Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the Lego movie. Okay. Like so. Interesting. Yeah. I know there's a lot of news with Men in Black. I heard Aladdin's doing well in theaters. Um, I don't know. I have no interest in going to see it. I don't know why. It. As a kid, I loved the movie from Disney <clears throat> that seeing... When they remake these movies, it just kind of ruins it. Like, I didn't I just, enjoy Cinderella, I, I Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I don't like the idea of just a shot-for-shot shot remake, you know? It's... <sighs> I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. I just... I have, I have no interest. I still haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. So, yeah. I, I'm just... It's I'm, not good. I'm kind of with you. It's yeah. like... I see it, and I'm like, it's not even worth it anymore. Why waste my money? And I feel sorry and that I'm, they're even doing it. And I don't... I don't, like... I don't know how I feel about about Will Smith as the genie. Just... Yeah, I I'm sure it'll be fine. To, well, like, I listened to... His version of A Friend Like Me, and it just, it just didn't feel like he committed to it in mm-hmm. the way that... Robin Williams committed to it, you know, and and I don't expect it to be exactly the same or anything like that, but it just it didn't feel like you can't fill that spot phoned in or something. I I don't know. It just it was. He said he was channeling his uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air character to play the genie, so he's only on the surface. Mm. That's his deal. Um, it'll be what it is. I probably won't, you know. Who cares? You can always watch the animated movie. Yeah, and I probably will. Yep. Over over this. Yeah, I mean, I watched the Beauty one. and the Beast remake. It sucked, so I'll just watch the masterpiece that is the animated movie. Right. So, eh. Um, let's see. Movie news! One of our favorite directors on the Movie Dummies podcast, Taika Waititi. He is in charge of the live-action adaptation of a very famous anime called Akira. That'll be fun. Akira, um, that's probably what made anime super mainstream, brought it to the mainstream anyways in America. If you've never seen it, it's insane. (laughs) I've not ever seen it, but... I I highly suggest it. If you like good movies at all akira is up there it's a cyberpunk type of uh, type of uh anime and uh yeah let's just say you'll want to watch it and it is not a comedy 
So having Taika Waititi do it would be very interesting to me. I feel like there's no way he doesn't slip <coughs> some comedy in there. Yeah, I mean, it's very bleak. It's very violent and uh, end-of-the-world type stuff. So it'll be very interesting to see what he does with it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what that is, but okay. Whatever. I really well, like Taika Waititi, so oh, yeah, for I, sure. I, 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 might, I might watch it just for that. I mean... Who is this person? Oh, that guy. And he plays Korg in the movie. Okay. Stupid ghost. Uh, last piece of movie news, and we'll get going. <laughs> John Wick Chapter Four gets a May 2021 release date. <gasps> what? Yep. Yep. That's soon. Oh yeah, they've yeah. already got plans for Molly. four or five. So. Yeah. That should be very interesting. And then there's this other. I wonder where this story's from. It's in the sidebar. So right this week, Keanu Reeves in some sort of interview, let me read through it really quick, um, wants to do another Constantine movie. Ooh, that'll be fun. I I really liked Constantine. So in a Variety podcast interview, (coughs) he was proponing John Wick, asked for the new character to play in the past, he'd like to revisit at some point. Without missing a beat, Reeves responded that his top choice would be Constantine. I really like that movie. Yeah, as far as a Constantine adaptation, it's not great. But as far as just a fun movie, it's dope. I'm not. I'm not even remotely familiar with the source material, so I. I have no. I didn't even know that there was source material when I first saw it. You know, so I. I had this. This was my first foray into Constantine, John Constantine. So I. I really enjoyed it. I, I really, really like it. Yeah, I love the, Keanu Reeves, though. The CW show, Con- or no, it was a Fox show, Constantine, was better mm-hmm. as far as relatable to the comic, but the movie's dope. Yeah, I, I like it quite a bit. I, mean, I got, even like Shia LaBeouf. You got Shia LaBeouf in there. You got Gavin Rosdale playing the evil demon dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. got uh, Peter Stormare as the devil. <laughs> he is the best. Oh. So he I mean, is the best Lucifer, aside from Mark Pell- Mark Pellegrino, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that I would love to see that for sure. Yeah, for sure. A, a second Constantine would be dope. Yeah. You know what? Hit us up. Do you want to see this? Do you want to see Keanu Reeves back as Constantine? We're already getting more Bill and Ted. Why not bring back Constantine as well? Why not? Let's do it. Oh, for sure. Or maybe tell us why you hate Constantine. Yeah, maybe we're and wrong. And I'll tell you why you're wrong. We're right, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, I think that's going to be it for this week. Um, we'll be back next week with a more normal show when everybody's back. Uh, except mm-hmm. for Aaron yeah. still won't be back next week, but maybe Matt will be Boo. back prepared, locked and loaded with a game to play. Yeah. I'll have that'll, a bunch of stuff to talk about. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah, it'll be... Uh, End of the school year is coming. We're going to start seeing all types of movies Woo-hoo! and stuff that we'll be able to talk about. Boring. I'm you guys so excited. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. So, 
Hit us up, moviedummies at gmail.com with all your questions, comments, concerns at moviedummies on Twitter, facebook.com slash moviedummies, all those places we can interact with you. Um, listener Aaron, we're always we're talking to you, buddy. For sure. He just refuses to talk back. What a wiener. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that diaper money. He's got that diaper money. Because um, he's a yeah. grown beat man. Exactly. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Uh, yeah, so <laughs> hit us up next week where we'll talk about some more stuff. Um, maybe we can get Angela to watch the Bash Brothers thing on Netflix. And you guys all watch that too. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I'm curious. Oh, I'm absolutely going to watch that. So for Aaron and Matt, I'm Joe. Oh, I'm Shannon. <laughs> I'm Angela. <laughs> We're the movie dummies. And bye. Bye. Also, bye. Got a good note. You only live once. The battle cry of a generation. Mm -hmm. This life is a precious gift. So don't get too crazy. It's not worth the risk. You know that we are still young. So don't be dumb. Don't trust them. You only live once, that's the motto So take a chill pill, ease off the throttle Never go to loud clubs cause it's bad for your ears Your friends will all be sorry when they can't hear They say they're hell away from drugs cause they're not legal Then bury all your money in the backyard like a beagle You should never trust the bank, they've been known to fail And never travel by car or bus, boat or by rail Stop whining travel by plane and don't travel at all Build a bomb shelter basement with titanium walls And wear titanium suits in case pianos fall on ya And never go with saunas cause they're crawling with piranhas And never take the stairs cause they're often unsafe You only live once, don't let it go to waste hey.